Hello, fellow watch lovers, nerds, enthusiasts, or however you identify. You're listening to 40 and 20, the Watch Clicker podcast with your hosts, Batman, and my good friend Everett. Here, we talk about watches, food, drinks, life, and other things we like. Robin, how are you? Yeah, I, I, I'm going to take off bridge. Uh, I'm doing well, yeah. You I, must be Robin, because I am clearly Batman. Yeah, well, okay. Uh, gosh, you know, I'm uh, I'm fine. I'm I'm tired. Uh, I had a I had my COVID vaccine, my second shot, and it has, um, it's just made me lethargic. So that's better uh, than many of the alternatives. Uh, yeah, no, I'd say so. I don't feel bad. Still sucks. I'm not not trying to take away from it. It's still not great. No, I was I, I was telling I was telling your wife earlier that I you know I think sometimes people pay money to feel this way, right? So they do. Um, no, I don't feel bad at all. I just feel very tired. I just feel very tired. You know, you know, I run every day. And so I ran today and it was just like, ugh, it was just a trudge. It was just ugh. only a mile though. Right. I mm-hmm. did. Yeah. I did two miles today, but that's absurd. Yeah. It was, uh, it was, I was just tired. Right. It, I didn't feel bad again. I just felt very low energy. I had a really hard time getting out of bed today. Like just like one of those mornings after you take like you didn't leave the house. Yeah, no, I was I was at the house all day. I worked from home just because I was I was worried about. Uh, and so you know, I'm kind of I'm kind of a wussy. I'm fine. I really am fine. So, I mean, we'll see what happens. You look good. Hey, thank you. You look good. Thank That's you. what matters. Yeah, yeah. You um, sound good too. Also, if I'm gonna, you know. Yeah, yeah. My voice is a hundred complimentary. It's not, you know, on Sunday, my voice was actually pretty okay. And then Monday I woke up, sounded worse than this. Tuesday I woke up, sounded worse yet. Mm -hmm. And today I sound like this, which is an improvement from Tuesday. (laughs) But just, I, I don't get it. Laryngitis is a mysterious thing. Yeah, I mean, obviously something's going on with you. Um, it's not, doesn't sound fun to me. It's not great. It doesn't sound fun. It's not great. I, um, <clears throat> I'm good for five to 12 sentences, like a paragraph at a time. And then my throat kind of locks up. So if you hear me dry heaving in the background, <laughs> worry not. I feel good. I'm that, and that's the thing. I feel good. I still don't have full lung capacity. I yeah. still feel kind of like I'm breathing through a gas mask. Sure. And for those of you who have never done that. Um, Breathed through a gas mask? Just get a straw and plug your nose and breathe through that. Yeah. Have we, have we talked about like seaburn training on the show before? That I think is the single hardest army training I've done was seaburn training. It's not great. I've done a lot of it as a police officer. And today I, I got uh, certified on the pepper ball munition device, which is a paintball gun that shoots pepper balls, mm-hmm. like, like CS and OC powdered p- paintballs. Mm-hmm. Part of that is also getting exposed to it because that's part of our job as police officers. If you're going to... Did you have to do that today? Yeah. Oh, man. So if you subject somebody to something... Yeah. If you use that tool, you have also, besides a bullet, 
been exposed yeah. to it. So I got uh, I got exposed to it today. It certainly didn't help my my voice situation. It didn't necessarily make it worse, but it wasn't great. I had about seven minutes of vomiting and you know yeah that kind of business. Well, you know, I did I did that, right? I've done that in the Army two times, and that's unpleasant. Um, You've only been CS'd twice? Twice, yeah. I'm a, <sighs> I was a fucking attorney for the Army, right? They're not, <laughs> they're not lining us up in CS chambers. Uh, but I did CS gas twice. That's unpleasant. The um, I think what I didn't like about gas mask training, because that's when I say seaburn, uh, chemical, biological, what's the R? Radioactive. Radioactive nuclear. So really what they mean is we're going to put you in gas masks that restrict airflow and make you run around holding heavy shit. Yeah. That's what, or maybe carry a fat guy. That's right. That's what seaburn training is. Um, you, you know, with the, with the CS gas, it, it's uncomfortable, right? It's quite, it's yeah. uncomfortable, but it's not scary. There, I, with the gas mask training, the restricted airflow, it's not irrational. I'm not scared about anything, but there's this panic as your breath becomes shorter. Or this is my, this is, this might be personal to me. As my breath becomes shorter and I'm really like yanking with my lungs and not getting the airflow that my body expects, I have like a, uh, it's really claustrophobic. It's claustrophobic. Yeah. Yeah, It's claustrophobic. And I have this, uh, I have this, uh, auto panic function Mm -hmm. that happens. So that's why I don't like it. I think more than anything, (coughs) it's uncomfortable. It's hard, but I also have this uncontrollable and, and probably irrational panic thing. Happening. No, I think that's really common. And I think that's why they, they recommend people who are claustrophobic don't scuba dive. Because I'm moderately claustrophobic. I've had some pretty traumatic claustrophobic experiences in my life. So gas masks don't trigger it. And I think just because of exposure therapy, right? Like I've been in a gas mask hundreds of hours of my life probably more maybe maybe in the neighborhood of thousands um but a scuba mask like the even a snorkel mask when you're breathing through a restricted breathing space you can feel pressure on your face the most claustrophobic i've ever felt in my entire life including really traumatic claustrophobia events was snorkeling in open water. Like can't see earth in any direction. (laughs) Just open water. That was the most claustrophobic I've ever been. Interesting. Yeah. I don't know that it's a, it's, it's a direct claustrophobia for me, but it's there, there's something to it. So yeah. Yeah. So an analog to wearing a gas mask is, Breathing through a snorkel. Yeah. It's not great. <laughs> it's not great. It's not. Yeah. And that's actually kind of just your life now. You just... You know, I put a- my gas mask on today and I felt no change in oxygen flow, which was kind of concerning. Did it work? What? Your gas mask. Of course it worked. It always works. There you go. But I was breathing the same amount. That was that was why I was concerned. Is I was like, I'm wearing this thing, which usually restricts your airflow, and I'm like, I'm getting all the oxygen I've been getting for the last 
three weeks. And I was like, this weeks. is, I, maybe I should see someone. <laughs> you know, eventually you may want to. I'm sure that this is a fairly common symptom. Yeah. Relatively common. No, and everyone calls me Batman now. So, yeah. you know, I kind of like it. Yeah, you said earlier to me that you were going to be Christian Bale. And I said, correction, Will Arnett. I'm more gravelly than Will. <laughs> Swear to me. <laughs> well, uh, what do we talk about on this show again? I can't remember. Just some shit. Just some shit. Why do you guys still listen? Uh, I'm just like hanging out and drinking beer with us. I'm so glad to have them. I'm amazed sometimes that people still listen. Sometimes. Yeah. All the time. Yeah. yeah. No, I mean, uh, you, you know, if you if you build it, they will come, I guess. But. I think just come for the interviews and they tolerate they tolerate our the episodes. Stuff. Uh, th- th- that makes sense. <coughs> that makes sense. So we're talking about we're talking about watches this week. Sort of, sort of. We're talking about oh, oh, your questions. You guys had some questions. We decided the time has come to do a, a watch question, uh, a, a watch and Q&A. Because I, I think we've only done one or two of these. Yeah. To this point. I think, yeah, I actually think we've only done one official Q&A. And to be really honest, we didn't have it in us this week to yeah. do a whole lot of prep. So we asked you to do the prep for us in the way of asking us questions. And we're really happy to answer them. Yeah, we are happy to answer them. I'm happy to answer them because, uh, because yeah, that's what we do. You know, I think, and there's one, and and we're going to answer it in two parts because I think we should answer it in two parts. We got the same question twice, just slightly different. I thought it was hilarious. Yeah. Should we answer it twice and just give slightly different answers? That's what I'm going to do. Okay. <laughs> uh, I'd like to start with this one. Okay. So... This person must be Canadian. I Obviously. actually don't know. I don't know this this user uh, personally. Um, maybe my last watch is the IG handle. The question is, favorite watch purchase and beer you have tried in the past 12 months? That's our question. It's it's. I think it's going to be harder for you than it is for me um, because you've bought a lot more watches than I have. I bought three watches. And and they're all really, really good watches. I, I know what the answer is for you. I don't know. I don't know that you're going to be willing to commit to it. Okay. The hard part for me is the beer. Okay. <laughs> okay. Okay. Well, well, why don't we start with there? What, it, what's your favorite watch purchase in the last year? God, no. Why not? I'm going to start with beer. Okay. <laughs> go go for it. Um For my anniversary this year, my wife and I went on a date. Cuz that's what you do on an anniversary. Mhm. Maybe it's my birthday. I don't know. My my anniversary is March 20th. My birthday is March 25th. So they sometimes there's some overlap in a celebratory date. Easily could be either. Um, we went to a tap house that we have locally, and their business model is they own a large enough piece of property that they own a 
a tap house indoors, and then they lease food truck space outside. It's a great business model because basically you get other people to pay your lease. And up till about six months ago, they had two of these properties as well. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. We go to this place, and they usually have pretty run-of-the-mill, the occasional unique keg. But I go, and I sit down, and they do all order from your table. There's a little number in the middle of your table. You get it delivered, which is awesome. I love not waiting in line at the bar, because there's always those people who are waiting in line at the bar who want to talk to you. I don't go to bars to interact with people. Hmm. I don't. Mm-hmm. I don't want you. I mean, you don't do anything to interact with people. Nothing. Right. <laughs> just this. This is it. And I interact with a people. Just one of them. <clears throat> I've been Instagramming lately. You guys have noticed. Yeah. Yeah. You've been you've been on the Instagram. But um, back to my story. I had. Um, I was so excited by it that I actually sent two messages to different group texts about it. I found Pliny the Elder on draft unexpectedly. And Pliny the Elder is not new to me. Nope. We've drank Pliny on the show. We have. But that was my favorite beer purchase in the last 12 months. And, <laughs> and so, you know, I know some beers, you get them on draft, you get them in a bottle, indistinguishable. And then other beers, I've got one of my favorite, the Kawanda Cream Ale. It's only good on draft. Uh, is only good on draft. Um, what's the name of that brewery? It's Pelican. Pelican Pelican Brewery. If you're ever in the Northwest, Pelican Brewery's Kawanda Cream Ale is one of my very favorite beers. One of my very favorite beers on draft. In a bottle, do not like. Definitely don't in a bottle. Uh, but yeah, so is it is it drastically different on draft than it is in bottle? You know, I have found... and. All my Pliny bottle experiences, it's a dry hopped beer, right? So Pliny outside of California is really hard to get. Tis. So you're looking at like 12 days bottled to consumption. Or con- yeah, yeah, bottled to consumption. Yeah. It's, it's, hard always, to get. it's always super fresh if you get it. You've got an in with the beer steward at wherever yeah. and they call you when they get Pliny. And or that's you're on their Instagram page or something. Yeah. 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 That's the same experience you get on draft, right? Yeah. They don't let you buy more than it's like two per table, two per table. Yeah. You can't get a crowler and take it home. Crowlers for those uninitiated are can growlers. Mm-hmm. Tap houses in Oregon have little canning stations where they can your beer for you rather than putting it in glass. Saves it a gives you an extra week on your on your fridge time, which I don't know why like I got a crowler today as a gift from my wife and sort of Everett's wife. And it's open and I've drank half of it. Um so freshness you're not losing anything. Yeah. You're not, it's no change. So for me, draft versus bottle has been identical experiences. Yeah. Well, that's a, that's a good opportunity. I've never had it on draft. When I was selling beer, 
I found a three-year-old bottle of Pliny, and it was at this dumb little convenience store in rural Oregon. Like, why the fuck they had Pliny in the first place? They fancied themselves a bottle shop, because this is British guy who moved to Oregon for whatever reason, left Portland, and moved to rural Corvallis. Corvallis is a university town and a cow town. Yeah, it's a hick town. So you got engineering students. The hick university in Oregon. You got engineers and ag students. And you got cow farmers. Yeah. 12 miles outside of that town is this little convenience store that fancies themselves a bottle shop. Yeah. So they had all kinds of weird shit that no one bought. Did you buy that? That four-year-old Pliny? They wouldn't let me. Oh. They were like, no, we're saving it. I was like, that's a dry hopped beer. (laughs) You're making it worse. (laughs) You're making a mistake. Yeah. Like, no, you can't buy it. We're aging it. So (laughs) I was like, you don't, you don't, you don't get it, (laughs) but whatever, you know, this place as a salesperson, right? Like I could look at their sales history. Mm -hmm. They could too, but I was the one who was managing it. And I go to him and be like, look, you sold, you know, however many cases of these craft beers that are really important to you. But you sold 96 30 racks of Bush Light. Let's maybe give Bush Light a little bit more room in the door. Yeah. No. We sell craft beer here. Well, no, that's not. I mean, it's nice. It's nice, the, the commitment. So, yeah. So, uh, I've favorite a- beer of the last year. I got Pliny on draft. I was pleasantly surprised by it. Because usually Pliny on draft is announced ahead of time. You show up, there's a fucking line. It's a nightmare and you maybe get a pint. I had two. It was amazing. And it was a surprise. Yeah. That was my favorite beer of the year. I've got a favorite beer. I think you probably know what it is. I don't know if this is technically in the last year, but I'm going to count it. Um, it counts. Do you have a guess? No. Because it was the introduction from you. I don't know, dude. We drink a lot of beer together. Hop Valley Cryo Stash. Oh, God. So this is... Yeah, that's for me. I brought a six-pack over and changed your life. It's an Imperial, or I guess a double IPA. Imperial, I think they call it an Imperial IPA. Yeah. Um, And they are, I think, freeze-dried hops Yeah. that they use. Um, You get a really, really... So it's not dry-hopped. It's wet-hopped, but using using flash flash dried hops flash frozen which is different than flash dried so dried hops is usually what you're getting whether it be cone or or bud we'll call it and that's the best way to describe it um their their drying method is different so you get a a a fresh and dry hop Mm mm-hmm uh, exposure in the same experience. Yeah, and, and and you know, I when I think of when I think of a dry hopped beer, I think of <coughs> you know, oftentimes a little bit of grassiness, uh, a, a really intense bitter, uh, IBU, uh, ninety hop bomb. Kind of yeah, thing. that's yeah. right. This is not that. I mean, it's definitely hoppy, and and I'm actually not a huge. Uh, hop bomb kind of guy. It's not my. It's not really my scene. With that said, this you get just a really clean, 
floral fragrant super florally but, super but really berry. crisp but also super crisp so mm-hmm. that's my favorite beer i don't know if you can get it anywhere besides here hop valley is a national brand at this point it's owned by miller coors yeah so so they do have distribution i don't know how far east that is i don't know how far south of us that is but i do know that they've got some national profile but if you can find it blue can Hop Valley, Cryo Stash, I fucking dig it. If you find any Hop Valley Stash mm-hmm. variety. All the stashes are good. All the stashes are good. Yeah. Yeah. So that's it. That's a good pick. Yeah. Yeah, no, I'm into it. I drink a lot of that. It's eleven ninety nine per six pack. And they're like 8.9%. They get you there. Yeah. So this next one, the watch portion of this oh yeah the watch portion of this is actually kind of easy for me because i think i in the last year have only bought one watch oh i think i've only bought one watch do you know what that is i don't it's my casio calculator watch oh i have no a black Casio calculator watch, the CA53W-1. And I do love it. I do love it. But in terms of my favorite watch that I purchased in the last year, that's it. That's the one. No, you bought more than that. Incorrect. You got your um, Pulsar in the last year. Mm, nope. Um, nope. That's been over a year. Hellcat, Pulsar, um, G-Shock, all just over a year ago. Yeah, so it is, for sure, for me, the Casio calculator. Although, with that said, I've got some purchases that I'm considering right now. Uh, so I think that there will be an addition to that soon. I'm not going to say anything because it's a Rolex sub. Don't it, be bashful. <laughs> it is not. Uh, it is not. But I do have. I do have some watches that I'm looking at right now. So um, m- more to come on that. What about you? Favorite watch? So you you have just recently picked up a Sealander. Yeah. So I got a C63 Sealander. You've gotten, last week. You've gotten, well, I'm I mean three weeks ago, but you know shipping. You've gotten your Alpinus. Gotten Alpinus. The Alpinus. And a Triumph. I also got my calculator watch. Not a Triumph. An Atlas. An Atlas. Um, And my calculator watch. And I think, man, that's a hard pick for the favorite. Mm -hmm. Well, wait, 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 wait. I know what your pick is. I'm just going to say for the sake of the show, the flow of the show, you can't also pick the calculator watch. So you're stuck with one of those other three losers. I think my favorite (laughs) is the Alpinus. I don't believe you. And the reason I think it's the Alpinist, it's the watch I wear the most. It is, it has replaced the 5600 and the F91 as a beater. Are you saying you're wearing your Alpinus to work? No, because I need okay. I need light on command. If I work during the day, I'd wear the Alpinus to work. 
I have it on a Barton silicone leak. And sometimes a Mankey. That's the watch I wear to mow the lawn. Swing a hammer. Run the run power tools. That's the watch I wear more than any of my other non-5600 watches. Because 5600 gets 60 hours a week just by the nature of the fact that I wear it to work. All right. It's the Alpinist. It's the Alpinist. I I love the C63. I wore it today. I think it's actually the the Atlas, but I don't going to make that decision for you. I love the shit out of the Atlas. I, I would like... I'd sell body parts before I sold the Atlas. But... I baby it. Reasonably so. But I baby it. Yeah. It makes sense. Sometimes when I'm at home, and I've been at home all day, and I've worn, you know, whatever watch all day, when it comes to, like, putting the kids to bed and, like, the day is done, I go go put on the Atlas and just sit on the couch and drink beer and watch TV. Sometimes I put it on and lay down on the couch and go to sleep and then take it off when it's, I go get in bed. It's your sleeping watch. Oh, it's your napping watch. Yeah. 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 Okay. Next up. You decide. Okay. I We're going to have to decide what this question means because it's not totally clear to me what it means. Uh, this is from our friend Marty in Oregon. He is a... Uh, I think an adventurous dude, right? He's always doing motorcycle trips and which are scary. We, we, we at some point need to hook up with this guy. Cause he seems like a, a super cool dude. Meet up. We're not going to hook up with him. And he, yeah, the, yes, that's right. And he's in Oregon. Marty in Oregon is his Instagram handle. He says, so you tell me what you think this means. You decide to give the same watch as a gift for the rest of your life. It would be, question mark, under $2,000. Okay, so this is the question I meant where we got it twice. Okay. So, I took that to mean I'm picking a sub $2,000 watch to give to you. Not as a gift for you to also reciprocate. But we both decide the same to give a sub $2,000 watch. So I've got to give you a watch, and is that your only watch for the rest of your life? That's what I'm wondering about. It's here. a you live with it forever watch. Okay. It's a watch that you live with that you don't ever get to sell. Okay. But that you have to have always an in inventory. And what that was important for me because that's like that's a lot of buying power mm. to give to you that you can't sell. Mm-hmm. So you know what I chose. So you're so wait, you're giving me a, a sub two thousand dollar watch that I have to live with for forever. Yeah. Okay. You know what I chose? And it's weird. It's weird, right? But it's not it is wholly unrelated to our last wait, wait. So so before you before you answer the question, <coughs> did what are your rules here? Does it have to be new? Can it be used? It it's a sub two thousand dollar watch. New or used? New or used. Okay. If you can find it right now, under $2,000 to give to me. Okay. But I my rules were to give to you. Okay. 
And it's a watch that you've got to live with and enjoy for the rest of your life with sub $2,000 of buying power sitting in your watch box. Mm -hmm. I didn't want you to lament Mm -hmm. that you had that money just sitting there and you couldn't do shit with it, (laughs) that you hated it, and that you weren't wearing it, Mm -hmm. but you had it. And I suspect this might actually have even been a watch that you considered for me. At least I hope so. Okay. What was your pick? No, you, you've set this up. Let's go. Okay, I set it up. I chose. Drum roll or something? Wait, there it is. do I have one of those? No, I, I don't. All I have is this. That was the wrong one. Okay. Maybe. I chose the Tudor 1926 mm. 39 opaline dial for you, ringing in at $1,499. I love this watch. I love this watch. I'd take it. That's what I chose for you. Yeah. No, that's a great choice. I would love that watch for forever and ever. Amen. Yeah. And it has nothing to do with the fact that we just talked about it. I think it's a, I think it's just a great watch. I know you do. <laughs> and you're welcome. I know you do, Billy Bob. Thank you for this watch. You have one in the mail. I will keep this on my wrist for forever. Well, I don't expect that. But, okay. you know. I will keep it in my shoebox. You can get rid of it. And you're going to enjoy it. What do you think of my choice? Uh, no, I think it's a great choice. You know I love that watch. Yeah, I think that's a great choice. I've picked a watch for you that you don't talk about. Okay. But I know you would love. Yeah. Club Campus 38. Yeah. White Dial, Club Campus 38. Yep. That's a good pick. That's the one I picked for you. I think in that price range, that's the watch I get for anybody. It's either that or a Max Bill. Mm. It's either that or a Max Bell. Uh, for you, I think I like the Club Campus because it's never one I'd buy for me. For you, it is Club Campus all the way. I think if it's for someone like I have to buy a watch for someone for two thousand bucks and I don't really know what their tastes are, Max Bell all the way. I'm going Max Bell because it's such a timeless design. Um, it is really sort of. I don't know what the right way to say this if is. If I had unlimited money, I'd get everyone a Max Bell. It, it, it's like uh, a Max Bill is what a MVMT aspires to be, right? What what yeah. your what a standard fare, right? It, it it just looks like a cool watch that someone who doesn't know a lot about watches might want. So, man, but, one of my coworkers today was wearing this super slim, really, uh, really C sixty three, really Monta esque case line to end link design super slim couldn't have been 10 millimeters thick citizen but it had the movado dial look oh yeah just a plain like no marker dial with a cz jewel at the 12 and i was like man like a museum a museum citizen yeah i was super bummed to see the dial because the (laughs) case lines i was looking at it from across the room not across the room but like a little little seating area and i was like man i want 
I don't know, fuck that case line. <laughs> it is so slim. It is so like Maserati sleek. And then I found a reason to sneak behind his shoulder and show him a picture or something on my phone. And I was like, womp. Womp, womp, Yeah, that's a trombone sound. Yeah, here we go. I know I have that one. Yeah. Up. What is this one? What is this one? Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. Yeah, we don't ever use these. We Ooh. test them. Yeah, we, I don't know, every 30 episodes. One of these or so. is like one of these is like creepy. Like Oh, that's not it. That's creepy. I don't like it. I don't know. Maybe I got rid of creepy. Um What's the yellow one do? Yellow one, that's our sad trombone. Oh. Um oh okay, so same question. If each of you, well, not the same question, similar question. This comes from admit <laughs> underscore two underscore M. If each of you had a budget of 1K and could get each other the gift of one watch, what would you choose? So we're going to treat this the same, but now we're going to we're gonna lower the bar just a hair. It's a significant hair, though. What do you got? You know what I get you? Hmm. I get you a Ripley. Okay. Us, uh, a Giugiardo design Sego Ripley. I dig it. That's what I get you. It's a watch you would never, never buy for you. It's a watch that you would wear sometimes, but every time you saw it, every time you wore it, you'd have to change your pants. I like that. I like that. For you, I'm going to get you a top-of-the-line F91. My man. Top-of-the-line, all the bells and whistles, solar-powered ProTrek. Yeah, you are. Full ABC, all the all the shits and giggles. Uh, the, the, the most expensive one I could find, assuming they don't make ProTreks that are over 1,000. They probably do, but... I've never seen one. No, I've never seen one either. That's a good one. Yeah, I, you know, it's it's different. It's 59 millimeters. It's going to be huge. Oh, enormous. It's going to be huge. But I think for your tastes and for hunting and yada, 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 I think that could be a fun one. I can wear a 60 millimeter watch at work and not look weird. That's right. Yeah, that's right. My, my 5600 is among smaller watches that I see at work. Yeah, well, and the 5600, I'll tell you, is not a G-Shock. You know, I bought my 6900 to do my, is it 6900? 6910 or something. Yeah, so the 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 round, so, you know, when they did the John Mayer, the Hodinkee John Mayer watch, it's that same model. I bought a blue one. Well, and, you bought that in the last year. And painted, yeah, that is that is purchased in the last year. Um, I did a custom blue and orange watch clicker color 6900 it's fucking huge and it's, it's not huge. one of the biggest it, it's not even close to the biggest g-shock so it's on the small end the the 5600 it made me realize how why the 5600 is as popular as it is it's because it's reasonably sized it's the g-shock that you can buy that's reasonably it's sized. big as fuck yeah, well, it's not. I mean, it's like 40, right? I mean, it wears like a 40 millimeter watch, so. Maybe a 42. 
Yeah, they got 42. You know, I, I don't know how big it is, but where's like... Okay. Good. Next so, up. N- next up. Do, do you want to pull one? I do. If you each had a budget of one... Th- <laughs> <laughs> All right. From DJ Handley, H-A-N-D-L-3-Y. Yeah, just D. D Handley. Yeah, I don't know why I said DJ. D underscore Handley. DJ sounds better. Fix your... The E is a three. Yeah. Monta or Tudor. This is such a hard one. It is hard. And it's hard for a few reasons. First reason for me that it's hard is because of the heritage of the brand, right? Mm -hmm. And we talked about brand heritage last week, two weeks ago. Take your pick. Um, And I think we sort of dispelled the need for brand heritage. But we also recognized the value, (laughs) right? Yes. It's there. It's not necessary, but it still matters. And for me, I go Monta. And I go Monta for two reasons. Number one, I go Monta for the underdog. I think Monta is doing more better things. Are we going to call Monta an underdog? In the Montetutor fight, yeah. Okay, that's fair. Yeah, it's hard to argue against that. Okay, so as between the two, they are the underdog. Okay. So they do more better things for now. They might not continue on their trajectory. I think Monta is at a really, really important crossroads where they can choose to be like Tudor, be like Rolex, and cling to their flagships and release new colors. Or they can hold their flagships close and continue to innovate and grow. And I, and I think there, it's it's a really delicate balance for them to strike, right? Because Monta will never be Notice. Notice gets the luxury of misfires in the sub seven hundred dollar category. You get the luxury of a misfire in the twelve hundred up. You don't, and right, Notice could drop a a turd at the end of the year. Cause they've announced that at the end of the year, they're going to drop a new, a new release, right? You're, they're going to, you're predicting that it's going to be a turd. I'm that's, no, that's what, no, I'm, I'm picking that up from what you're saying, but they could, <laughs> I don't think it will. Right. I don't think it will be a turd, but they could, and it would be okay. They'd survive. People would keep the notice hype alive. You th- you think Monta's got because of their price point they've got a a higher degree of I don't think they get the luxury of mistakes. Mm. Well, 
Yeah, I, I, I'm not sure I'm tracking you on that, which is not to say I disagree with you necessarily. Just I, I don't know if I if I fully agree. Um, you, you know, I, I guess to this question, I, I actually, Mister Handley, fucking hate this question. I don't think it. It's, it's not a fair comparison. I, I don't think this question jives for me, uh, and and there's a couple reasons. <laughs> like, um, one is just. You know, first, what's the what's the context of the question? Monta or Tudor for life? Monta or Tudor right now? What's a better brand? I mean, you, you know me. I'm a more is more guy. Monta. The the answer is Monta and Tudor. Um, but but given the parameters, we've got to choose one. Uh, so I'm going to give us some qualifications and then and then pick one. I guess um, if if I'm picking a pony, for me it's Tudor, and it's not really close. No, because you're picking um, a pony to win the race, and it's obviously Tudor. Yeah, it, it, it it's not really close. You you know, w- with that said, if I'm going to, if the question is different, if the question is buy a watch in the next two weeks, Monta or Tudor, you have to buy one. It's, I'm probably going to get a Monta, um, but and that's purely a price consideration, right? I can realistically buy Montas. Realistically, I probably can't buy the tutors I want, with the exception of the nineteen thirty-six and the uh, Black Bay thirty-six. Perhaps a Black Bay thirty-six. So, um, you, you know, in terms of what kind of watch consumer I am today, um, I, I there's several Montes that I would buy, and maybe one or two tutors I might buy r- right now today. W- with that said, given a little bit bigger budget, uh, some some more money. Um, it, it might be Tudor. So, um, w- when I, when I go long-term it, it's Tudor, but yeah. My hand has been raised for approximately 30 Jesus seconds. Christ. Spit it out. Is Wanta Manta a hashtag yet? <laughs> Wanta Manta. <laughs> I like it. I don't know. We should make one. I was going to start Wanta Manta hashtagging the Atlas. Do you spell it W-O-N-T-A? Yeah. Wanta Manta. No, that's Wonta Monta. Oh, okay. So W A N T A. W A W N T A. Wonta Monta. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, yeah. Don't love the question, but with that said, it's Tudor for me. Yeah, it's it's Tudor in the long run. As it stands today, it's Monta for me. I and I think that the question in the in the way of an answer boils down to. Uh, who really has it? And Tudor really has it. Yeah. Tudor can drop a blue watch and break the internet. Yeah. Monta's got to do something big to make a ripple. Yeah. Well, and and I think that their releases have been getting a a reasonable amount of hype. So, um, you you know, Monta's very much the, uh, the darling of, Folks like us, uh, w- w- whether that's reasonable or not, I-, I-, I do think it's reasonable. I think that they make an incredible product. So, in our world, I think Monta is this um, formidable watch brand, and-, and certainly there's good reason for that. W- with that said, Tudor is a fucking juggernaut, and yeah. I mean, you can't really compare the two. Tudor so. has the ass to never fail, and Monta can't fail. They can't miss right now. They, there's a lot of room for them to miss. And if they do, it's the end, right? 
Next question. Our friend, Jim Lee, at KP Jimmy. Who is 40 and who is still 20 years old? So he wants to know, of the two of us, who's 40 and 20? I'm I'm just going to throw this out there. We are both in our 30s. Under 40. We are both in our 30s. I can say that for an approximately another four months. And then Batman's getting ready to retire. And even then, you'll, you have, you are not in your 20s. <laughs> True. Yeah. Uh, so then he says, just kidding. What about new straps for the summer? So, so same person. This is KP Jimmy. First question was a throwaway. We appreciate you for that. What about new straps for the summer? Do you, you want know, to go first? I've got one. I do. And and I'm going to say it right now. I and know what it is. I know what it is. I know what it is. But go ahead. It's manky. Get you right now. Go while you're listening to this. Buy two or three Nick Mankey straps. Yes. Yes. Buy them and obviously don't buy two of the or three of the same color. That would be weird, unless it's in different sizes. And even so, that counts as one. Buy some Nick Mankey straps. It is the most comfortable strap I've ever worn because it's elastic. N- Nick does not pay us. No, he Nick, should. Nick does not pay us. Consider it, Nick. You know, just you know here. We, we we do not have a discount code, although we should try to work something out with him. Uh, we do not have a discount code. There's no affiliate relationship here. We just really, really love... I think we've both spent literally hundreds of dollars buying Nick Makey strap. Yep. Will just took receipt, I think, of four brand new Nick Makey yeah, straps. Right. Um, they are just the most comfortable straps you will ever wear. They're the most comfortable straps. Now, I think that there's other straps on the market, Watch Steward, Erica's Original, that do very similar things. If I have a critique of Nick's straps, I've put mine through some shit. The stitching's fraying a little bit. Okay. In fairness, I've put them through some shit. Yeah. Like... In a month, my watch strap will endure what the normal person's watch strap will endure in a year. Yeah, yeah. Well, and and right, we call these pajama straps because they are very soft, very comfortable. These are not tough straps. They don't look like tough straps. They don't feel like tough straps. And they are literally not tough straps. With that said, I mean, I think that they withstand a, a, a totally reasonable... I have a couple stitches that are fraying. I'm not talking about like you cut the end of your NATO and didn't melt it. I'm talking like a pair of jeans you've worn for two years and your phone or your wallet or your keys are starting to fray out on the corners of it where it really stresses the denim. So I don't have any durability concerns. I've worn the shit out of my mankeys. I have a different criticism. This is my criticism of mankeys. They are 
a little bit confusing, right? Yeah, you got to watch the video. You've got to watch the video and you've got to sort of memorize. There's a little, it, it's not the most intuitive strap on the face of the earth. Can I tell you how I change mine from watch to watch? Yeah, go ahead. I remove a spring bar. Yeah, well, he sends them all out with quick release spring bars, just so you know. I remove a spring bar and I put it into the incoming watch. <laughs> and then I remove the next spring bar and put it into the incoming watch. So you watch. don't ever unhook them. It's never fully detached from yeah. a watch. Yeah, yeah. Well, I actually don't hate that idea. You, you know, the, the, um, the thing about it is for me is once I get them hooked up and I get the hook system all in place, I don't ever unhook them. I don't either. I loosen it. Yeah, I, I, you can, you know, you've got, so you, when you order these, you do have to order them to your, the size of your wrist because. Which can, I think is a failure. And I think Nick could probably go small, medium, large. You're not going to get the precision, but I think he'd go small, medium, large and cut his lead time down a little bit. Yeah, maybe. And, and that is another thing to be said. There is some lead time on these. I think it's a solid. Ten weeks. Yeah, it's a solid eight to 10 weeks to get these things all the time, which, which you know. Do you sign a disclosure when you buy it that you're accepting that? He's making them, right? This guy is literally just making these in his living room. with. But he's always working on hardware. His hardware's continue to improve, um, and and they're just great. And, and, and we're probably overplaying the complexity of this. Once you figure it out, it's not terribly complicated. And... They are adjustable. I've heard before people say, well, I wasn't able to adjust them to get them to fit. I can get these things anywhere from way too loose to way too tight. So they are adjustable. I would say there is at least, at the very least, three quarters of an inch of an adjustment. Way more than that. Uh, so if you're ordering them with your wrist size, you're going to have no problems getting these things to fit. Well, and you don't guesstimate your wrist size, right? Yeah. You know, I had someone ask me the other day, what do I think two inches looks like? And they measured it. It's about four centimeters. <laughs> so yeah. my perception yeah. of an inch is apparently wrong. No, that's an inch. Uh, so I've got a strap, and, and, and I actually think this, I, I think this dovetails. Is that, do you like that? Do dovetail me. Yeah, I'm going to dovetail you. Uh, if, if you need, if you need pajama strap, you want comfort, you want easy on off, go Nick Mankey. Yeah. If instead what you need is a no shit, tough as nails, made in the United States, Merca strap. Fuck yeah. The ADP strap. Yep. ADP. Tea. This is a pass through what I would call a NATO. But don't. But don't call don't it call that. it a NATO. Please don't sue us. Uh the ADP strap, man. Uh I picked one of these up just because I was kind of running through. I wanted to try different NATOs. Uh and I picked one of these up and I'd heard some good stuff before I got mine, and I'd heard some bad stuff. Uh one of our one of our friends, <coughs> aggressive timing habits. Um, I think he's like the junior editor over at two B TBWS because he insists on being called junior or junior writer, something like that. Because Which isn't he, a good title. I think he insists on it though, right? Uh junior sales associate. <laughs> uh 
Um, he said, you know, gosh, I hated that. I didn't like it at all. And, and I, I think I understand why having worn this, it's a stiff strap. It's not particularly comfortable. I've worn the shit out of mine and it doesn't become more comfortable with that said, I don't ever feel like I, I'm having a hard time wearing it or that it's causing me discomfort. It's just not a cushy strap with that said, tough as nails and it just feels fucking burly i've got like two or three watches that i wear on these and i love it i love it so i think that the um crown and buckle the supreme mat is a close second to that but as mm-hmm. between the two i take the adp i'll take so Mankey, adpt between those two i think you get the best of both worlds I mean, the answer for me is always bracelet, but if it's not a bracelet, it's one of those two, Mankey or ADP, ADPT right now. We got time for one more. Hell yeah, we do. We got time for like 12 more. Okay. I mean, we don't, but. Rotor Boater. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He's got a question for us. That's a good dude. Good dude. What's a brand you haven't handled in person yet? Would love to see and why. Mm-hmm. Do you know yours? I do. Okay, go. Cool. Vayer. Oh, yeah. That's a great pick. Vayer's my pick because I'm ready to swear by that brand and I've never seen it in person. In my mind, Vayer's going to outperform GM Lang. And GM Lang is the best available watch purchase on the market right now. Right now, maybe, yeah. Bang for your buck. When they go from pre-sale prices, I think Vayer is going to take that mantle. Vayer does a 36. They do a 40. They do it with a bracelet. Mm -hmm. They do it without. They do American-made. They do not. They do it all. They do all the things that we as watch nerds piss and moan about. And they're doing it for under $400. Mm -hmm. Great design. Vintage Loom. A little bit of a bummer. Mm. But... They do a 36 field watch on a bracelet for under 400 bucks. Yeah, this is a cl- clearly a sort of field watch focused brand, but they're very, very clearly like a for us bias type of brand. Um, yeah. Y- you know, this is an enthusiast brand and, and, and it's not, there's nothing small about their operation, right? Mm-mm. They do the thing that everybody says they want, which is, the same watch with a ton of different options for under a thousand, which is a feat. And then wait, we'll do one better. We'll do it under five. Yeah. And and do you want, do you want us assembled? We can, we can do that. You're going to pay more for it. Do you not care about that? You can do that. Yeah. Uh, Do you want a date? We can do that. Do you want no date? We can do that. Do you want 40? You want 36? We can do that. Yeah. They are really, really focused on... It's almost like undone. 
not to the level of yeah. of uh, customization, but the level of customization that's reasonable. Mm-hmm. I don't need my initials engraved on the dial, case back, and buckle. Yeah, yeah, that's right. That's right. Or, or, or you know, it, it, they they don't do the goofiness, right? They they stay they steer clear of the goofiness with still providing the options that people are kind of asking for. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, yeah. Mine is. Mine is, Fortis. Ooh, yeah. Fortis Swiss brand. Um, they're a player in you you know all the tech stuff. NASA Space Watch. Um. They're not an inexpensive brand, um, but they, they're they a Swiss luxury brand that's managed to do, you, you know, I, what I, when I think of Swiss, affordable Swiss luxury, I think of brands like Raymond Weil. Um, that's the the one that pops into my head. I even think like Entry Omegas. Yeah. Well, like a DeVille or. You know, watches like, that I'm just kind of like not into or Tissot yeah. or, yeah. you know. Um, With all their brand heritage. Fortis, <coughs> Fortis winds up being an extremely cool company. A little bit like Zen, I think, yeah. in terms of their but ability. Yeah. But Swiss, that's right. In, in terms of their ability to bring like really cool complications and really tough, versatile, usable tool watches, um, to you at a at a affordable price, you, you know they're still manageable. Doing, yeah, at a manageable price. Um, never handled one, never played with one, but have decided recently the time has come to get my hands on one. So um, that's, send it. That's the one for me. Send this one, <laughs> Mister Fortis. Can you please send me one? Yeah, uh, I, I I'd like no, to do before Vayer. It was going to be Christopher Ward for me. Yeah. Well, and, and I think both of our first Christopher Ward experience has been pleasantly surprising. Yeah, I, I, I don't think I was surprised, but uh, I was, I was, I was, I uh, was emotionally prepared to be let down. Satisfied. I was emotionally prepared to be let down, and I've, I've not been at all. Well, let's keep this going. Let's get. Uh, I think we can do a few more. So, Square Stanley, my skateboard and homie, between a Rolex sub. A modern Rolex sub and an Omega SMP. Which would you choose and why? I go SMP. And I go SMP price not being an option. Right? It price out of my mind, it's SMP. I think SMP has better case. I think it has better design. And I think it's a cooler fucking watch. I think a sub is super boring. They're awesome, but I don't want one. Mm-hmm. I want an SMP, but not enough to buy one. But that's the thing. You could go out and get an SMP today for a, like, not mortgage. Yeah, that's right. That's right. For, you know, Honda Civic money. Even less, like, like Geo Metro money. <laughs> you yeah. can go get an SMP. Yeah. They're cooler. They're a bond watch. I think they're better designed. I think they look better. And no one's ever going to look at your SMP and be like, oh, what's up? Is that a Rolex? People have looked at my Mako 
and been like, oh, what's up? Is that a Rolex? Because that's how aped the sub design is. Because that's how non-unique, not inventive, not creative the sub design is. The sub is a totally inoffensive, blah, generic watch. And only Rolex people get into the sub. Okay, so uh, first, let me just say, it's also the SMP for me. And and it's really the SMP for all the reasons you said. I, I think I just enjoy an SMP more. Uh, but I'm gonna I'm gonna take the opportunity to make the case quickly. For I'm gonna try to do this in under a minute for the for the sub. N- not that the sub needs anybody making its case for it. Um, but but we have an opportunity here. So because I think you're wrong about some stuff. Um, the sub is boring. No, it's not. The sub is the iconic dive watch, and that's why everyone um, else has done one. You said only Rolex people like a sub. No. Everybody likes a sub. Everybody likes a sub. But nobody knows why. It's basically the most perfect watch on the face of the earth. The size is right. Uh, Say what you will about the different iterations over the years. The sub is always, always an eminently wearable, easy to roll with watch. Now, there's some problems. Getting one is a problem. Affording one is another problem. With that said... If you can get one and you can find one, you're not going to find a, a more carefully manufactured mass market watch. You're yeah. you're not going to find a better movement. You're um, get a fucking ocean you, king. You, you are going to get an absolutely phenomenal, wear it forever, coolest watch on the face of the earth. And and I don't say that lightly. I really do think that that's true. It is the coolest watch on the face of the earth. So, I'll pitch the sub just just for the sake of making the argument that I think you're too easy to dismiss. Uh, final question, and then we'll move on to other stuff. Uh, other th- other stuff, other things. Uh, final question. This is from our good friend Debbie Case and Crown. Have you sold any watches? Have you sold any watches? And if so, what platform did you use? I haven't. <laughs> okay probably wouldn't i've sold watches if i did i would ask clay to sell them for me yeah so 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 i've sold watches i use a proxy um <coughs> when i sell them and and the reason is i don't have a, enough of a of a watch selling um re- reputation that i feel comfortable that i can go and sell it for as much as possible with that said i have a reputation with people who do and so I'm able to um, say, hey, can you help me out with this? Um, Do you think our reputation from our show would be sufficient to sell watches? Maybe. Like if you were to sell from a 40 and 20 platform? Yeah, I think the watches we're selling, yeah, absolutely. Um, per- perhaps. Um, w- w- with that said, I think that there's a really clear winner here. Um, Clay. Uh, well, <laughs> Yes. Uh, but the, the clear platform winner in my mind is Reddit. I think you're going to get the quickest sales. You're going to get the most traffic. Um, obviously watch you seek is good or whatever forum you're on is good because the aggregator watch recon or whatever is going to capture that. And, And that's not a bad option. I know some people have had good luck with eBay for me. 
selling any sort of enthusiast watch, something that doesn't have, you know, something that's not immediately marketable. Um, From I, the logo of the 12 o'clock. Obviously. I think Reddit is the answer. Yeah. I think you're probably right. And Clay. Andrew, other things, what do you got? You remember how I talked about buddy games? Uh, I do remember that. A few weeks ago. Yeah. <laughs> yes. A month ago. Maybe more. I don't know. Some friends and I, my friend has a cabin on Anderson Island in the Puget Sound. And they, we do an annual guy's trip up there. And this year, he decided to be the godfather of our own buddy games. Not as dangerous as the buddy games movie. (laughs) But he created a buddy games for us. In which there is a bunch of ranked team and individual activities that attribute points to your team. Among those is going to be Nerf Battle. So me in my 30s, with kids, but in my 30s, did a lot of research into Nerf guns so that I might be the champion of our Nerf Buddy Games event. And I purchased the Nerf Elite. There was a price limit, $50 or less for your Nerf gun. Because otherwise, there's some like $200 Nerf guns. Crazy shit. That I, I would have like, in order to give to my kid, but also mostly so that I might succeed, would have bought. <laughs> I went with the Nerf Elite 2.0 CS10 Blaster. Bought some other things. I bought some additional magazines and, you know, more Nerf darts. <coughs> you know, to win. As, I, as you do. Yeah, right. As you do. Wes picked one of these up recently. My son did. This thing fires Nerf darts 97 feet. And I read that, and it was like uh, most of the others come in to like 50 to 80, 60 to 80. I went with this one because it said 97 feet or 90 feet. And I was like, that's, that's a long way. Yeah. And they're big darts too. They're regular Nerf darts. My kid has Nerf guns. I shoot them at him, at the walls all the time. I hear him hit him. I hear him hit the walls. I'm like, cool, it's a Nerf dart. I get this thing in the mail the other day and I load up the magazine and I'm sitting 25 feet from my front door and I run the, I cock the gun and I shoot my front door. (laughs) I was like, here we go. Whoa. This thing packs heat have you shot mark and did he cry yes and yes (laughs) we're standing six feet from each other having a nerf battle and his his has got some heat too i don't know the feet on it the range 
he shoots me with it. And I'm like, ah, that was uncomfortable. I didn't like that. And I shoot him back. He dropped his Nerf gun and started wailing. Why would you do that? And I was like, that's what we were doing. This is the game. This, Yeah, this is the game. You don't get to duel at standoff distance and wonder why it happened. <laughs> I didn't let him shoot me back. Because <laughs> his reaction was pretty significant. Um, so, this is a magazine-fed Nerf gun. If you want to make your children cry, you may want to consider it. And if you want to make them cry with, you know, being upset and then later with excitement and give it to them. I'm pumped about this Nerf gun has all the rails and cool shit that don't work as a Nerf gun, but it has some ass to it. And if you're looking for a Nerf gun to beat your kids at or a Nerf gun to beat your kids at and then give to them to make them happy, this was the best $30 I've ever spent on like childish shit as an adult ever. So I've got another thing. Do me. It's more expensive. Probably. $600. That's a lot. I bought. Is it our heat booster that maybe doesn't work? It, 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 yeah, it's not. Uh, no. So for $600, I bought a table saw. This year. You did. I bought a table saw. And I, I str- this is one of those purchases that I struggled with. This happens to me occasionally, right? I consider myself the master of sort of uh, f- figuring out the values of things and buying the thing that's going to give me the best value. And, um, you, you know, a, a table saw is really um, not descriptive enough. When you say, oh, I'm going to buy a table saw. Well, what do you want? There's there's table saws that do a hundred different things. And I, well, that's yeah. not true. I mean, table well, saws no, yeah. table saw. But, you, you know, you really have to decide as a homeowner what you want and what you're looking for. I think most people fall into that that place, right? Most people, unless you're doing woodworking projects, you're going to buy a table saw that runs between $300 and $700. Yeah. Um, well, so that's a big range, but you, you, you know, the next step up is a cabinet saw, and those start at a lot more money. $1,200. Bucks. Y- yeah. And, and really, like, you're going to get a Delta for like $1,800. That's right. You're, you're at like $2,000 for the next step up. So that that's not what I was looking for. And so I knew that. And so then I'm stuck with this morass of opinion and idea. And so I guess I'll caveat this to say there are probably other good options and I am not by any means an expert in this world. Um, not even close, right? You know, I felt like I was in the deep end trying to decide what, what do I want? I bought a table saw. It was my second choice. And the reason it was my second choice is because the DeWalt that, I had decided I wanted, I, I couldn't find. No one could find it. And that's the issue we ran into with our washer and dryer, right? Like yeah. you get 
what you can get right now. Yeah. So, so I bought a saw by another big company, Bosch. I think Bosch and DeWalt are comparable in terms of reputation and quality and yada, yada, yada. Um, and I'm going to, I'm going to just say this about this purchase. Um, I am totally a hundred percent satisfied with the purchase. I bought the Bosch 4100-10. This is a full-size blade, but also a gravity stand. It's a work site or a job site table saw. I think that this is probably um, a little bit more than I, than I needed in terms of feature and function and ass, uh, uh, to use your, your phrase, Andrew. Um, it, it's probably more than I actually need. And with that said, I'm really glad I bought it. So I've used this thing now, I don't know, 10 times for different things. I'm not really working it. Um, I'm using it for just normal, small projects. I'm totally 100% satisfied with the purchase. It's easy to set up. Mm -hmm. It, I mean, I can get this thing operating in about five minutes from stored to making cuts. Uh, one of the things you said to me when I bought this is, hey, you know, you may want to consider not using all the safety stuff they sent with it because it's always a pain in the ass to hook up. It's going to get in the way of your cuts. Uh, you're not going to like it. I was pleasantly surprised to find out that I di the, the safety features that are included, it's got a kickback guard and it's got the blade cover. The blade cover. Um, I find them incredibly easy to put on. It's intuitive, relatively intuitive. You know, once you understand how it works, the stuff just snaps. I can, I can get, I mean, I said five minutes. I could, if I was ready to go and you were going to put a timer on me, I could be making cuts in two minutes. So from stored, collapsed, I can get the stand up, get the guards on, get the blade in place, get the fence in place. And be making cuts in two minutes if I was racing. I was my guess. Uh, I'm ju I just love it. It works well. It's well, it, you know, out of the box. It was well calibrated. All my angles were good. Um, and it just, it's one of those things. It feels nice to use. You know, you had a Porter Cable table saw that you picked up a few years back. That recall. That was recalled. It was what, like a $300 table saw? Yeah. Um. Which is in that same world. Yeah. I would say they're on the opposite ends of that world. So your Porter yeah. Cable was the cheapest. Maybe not the cheapest. It was the cheapest. The cheapest. It was two ninety nine ninety nine. And my Bosch is probably amongst the most expensive that you can buy in, in that world. In that job site. Both most expensive. It's not the most expensive. I think it's probably the most bang for your buck. It's phenomenal. I set this thing up and I just love it, which is the opposite experience we had with your porter cable. Yeah. Your porter cable sucked to use. It was terrible. It, yeah. It did the job. Ish. It, it did cut the job. wood. And if that's what you have, you could get by. But if you can double your budget and get the $600 one, I, it is night and day. I set this thing up and I fucking love it. You, I love using this thing. I've never used your table saw. I got the cobalt. Yeah, which is another great 
Because mine, purchase. my Porter cable had a, a recall on it. I didn't know about. But I went Cobalt. And I, and I like Cobalt tools because I like their warranty. Yeah, great warranty. But I bought the $350 Cobalt. Cobalt's a great value brand. They they are very much so better right? than Porter Cable in some regard in some tool sets, which is weird. Like yeah. Porter Cable makes really good. I think their drill sets are great. You know, Milwaukee makes better. You pay a third the price for Cobalt as you do, or Porter for Porter Cable as you do Milwaukee. So just like take your pick. It's it's they're kind of sporadic, but my. Cobalt table saw, I like, does a job. I've never used your Bosch table saw, and I like it better because I've seen the cuts that it makes. I like it better. But, again, it's the 350 to $600 difference. Yeah, I mean, it's a 250 It's a huge difference. And, and actually, you were with me when I bought it. Yeah. And I was looking at a handful of saws, and I said to you, Andrew, I'm feeling sheepish. I'm going to buy the more expensive one because... It's the right choice. I want... The nicer thing. The nicer thing. And I you just were right. Want it the was the right thing. choice to make. For for me, I know it was. I, and I'm feeling really happy about the purchase. But I, I think it, it's... And this is somebody... I, I've I used wanna, my table saw and will use my table saw 10 times more than you use yours. You, you absolutely will. Yeah. You absolutely will. And And, and so... That's not to say you made the wrong decision. And, and certainly you at home, if you if you buy the $350 Cobalt and you use it and you can use it and it works for you, that might be the right decision. I know I made the right decision for me. So I guess maybe, maybe we can just say this is the part of the show where we say sometimes it's okay to spend a little bit more to get what you really to want. To get the thing you really want. So um, I did that. I love it. I fucking love that saw i think it's fantastic and so i'm not saying go buy the bosch if you can find that it won't maybe buy that uh just to say maybe don't worry about it too much unless you unless you really know what you want maybe don't worry about it too much but also buy the buy the most expensive thing you're comfortable buying maybe that's the maybe that's the answer buy nice not twice buy the nicest thing that you can afford i'll replace my table saw twice before you replace yours Andrew, I think this is a really good time to end the show. Is there anything else you want to add before we go? Swear to me. I'm out of things. <laughs> hey, thanks for joining us for this episode of 40 and 20, the Watch Clicker podcast. If you want, you can check us out on our website, watchclicker.com. You should. Every single episode of the podcast, but you don't care about that because you don't get the podcast there. Go there for the fantastic reviews. Uh, like five five or six people contributing to the website now. Weekly stuff going up. You can check us out on Instagram. You can check us out at 40 and 20 or WatchClicker at WatchClicker, surprisingly. Weird. If you want to support WatchClicker, you can do so at patreon.com slash 40 and 20. That's where we get all of the money for website hosting, photos, um, podcast hosting, etc., etc. We really, really, really do need and appreciate your support. And don't forget to tune back in next Thursday for another hour of watches, food, drinks, life, and other things we like. Bye-bye. <laughs>